So I'm not ready to say either of the things that you said, but damn, it's close. What was most special to me last night was just having the privilege of watching these two go at it, because it was big time. They have had the Denver Nuggets number all season long, and it's a bad matchup. Chris Broussard here, and welcome to the brand new Hoops on Fox podcast. This podcast will give you your daily dose of all things NBA from Fox Sports, including the best content from Skip and Shannon, Nick Wright, plus special guests, fresh NBA content from myself, post-game interviews from NBA stars around the league, and much, much more. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review. Up first, Chris Broussard sits with Nick and CeCe to discuss the possibility of Giannis and the Bucks making a deep playoff run. Broussard, what did Giannis and the Bucks show us in their win over the Sixers last night? Well, Giannis showed us that he is definitely the MVP. And not only that, and I usually don't give this award away or this title away officially. Oh, here we go. Until the okay. playoffs. Because you got to get it done in the postseason. Okay. He's the best player in the world. He did it every single way it could be done last night. He drove to the bucket. He posted up. He hit mid-range shots. He hit three-point shots. He blocked the best big man in the league four, four times. times. He led the fast break. He had 11 points in the fourth quarter. He had a late assist. I mean, what else could he do? And, and his, his guy, Eric Bledsoe, went out. With mm -hmm. three minutes left, Chris yep. Middleton was limited to 25 minutes. So we hear all the talk about Harden and what he did without CB3 and Clint Capella. I mean, clearly Giannis, if he had to, I'm not saying he put up Harden 36 points a game, but he could do more. And so this guy is incredible. We've never seen anything like it. We talk about Kevin Durant. We've never seen anything like him. Right. We talk about he. He's talked about Porzingis, a unicorn. This guy. And he hit three three-pointers last night. Right. I mean, once he gets that down to, what, 35% in a few years, I mean, this is unbelievable what we're watching. So I'm not ready to say either of the things that you said, but damn, it's close. Like, I think Harden, Harden has such a strong MVP case still to me. But and you it, still would vote for Giannis. I, I'm like, what's going to happen in, what, three, four games I, got I, left? I, no, correct. It's probably, there's probably not going to be a paradigm shift. I just don't know if Giannis actually is ahead. Harden, to me, has been drastically more effective offensively. But, drastically? But, but Giannis is, might be the defensive player of the year. So it, it is so hard to weigh. I think this is the closest MVP race we've had certainly since Nash is second, and maybe we can go back further. And as far as best player in, alive, to me that's an interim belt right now. He's playing like it, though. And I listen, Giannis, my, this is not me hating on Giannis. Giannis is my preseason pick. I've been talking about Giannis since year three. I think he is going to be the best player alive for a long time if he isn't already to your point. To me, though, last night was not just about Giannis. It was about the Bucks continuing to check every box a championship contender has to check. Going to win 60 games. They probably have the MVP. Super elite on offense. Number one defense. They Very good coach. Deep rotation. Can hit the three. Like, everything you need from a championship contender. And by the way, not just championship contender. They profile as an elite-level championship team right. as far as teams that have won titles in history. And they did it last night coming back. See, you were talking about it before. Philly could have won this game. Yes. Philly was up six with four and a half, five minutes left, and Giannis propelled them without his point guard. It's uh, 
I, I love what you're saying because because now April 5th, 2019, we know Nick. Now he's hard charging. Now he's gonna hold on to the LeBron thing <laughs> for, for forever. Right. He, he was saying LeBron was the greatest, even though he's not the greatest, long before. <laughs> and then he'll be still yelling afterwards. The echo of it will be long after. Right. So we understand that. Right now, we could say if Giannis was on the Lakers, the Lakers would be in the playoffs. If Harden was on the Lakers, they would be in the playoffs. Like, we can say those things. So he might say that, oh, one of them might be holding the belt interim until next season. But when you're the greatest player, there's no one saying you're going to hold it for five years. Right. It starts with getting it. Right. And right now, one of those two players and what Giannis did last night, that's why he should be in the conversation. Only play 34 minutes. And as much as he handles the ball, as much as he backs people down, as much as he's out on transition, zero turnovers. So for me, if he can hit one or two of those straight-on three-pointers, it makes him unguardable. Yep. Yep. He backed Joel Embiid into the post, had, gave him three different moves, gave him a right hook, gave him a, a left layup, and then shot a turnaround jump shot on a seven-footer. Now, I ain't going to talk about what he did to Ben Simmons. Uh, excuse me. Uh, excuse me. Uh, uh, one more. Boom. Right, and then banged right. on him. We should be talking about Giannis and giving him the type of credit. Yeah, we can talk about Milwaukee, what they're going to do in the playoff, but what Giannis is doing is special on both ends of the basketball court. And Chris. something else, what was even more telling to me than Milwaukee was Philly. Because what you said just a few minutes ago, Philly could have won this game. They were up six. How often do we say that? against a good team. We could have right. said that in yeah. all four losses against Boston last yeah. year in the play. Three of this the four. Is their, three three of the of, four. This is their problem. They don't execute down the but stretch. But that's why they got Jimmy Butler, and he wasn't there last time. Okay, fine, but it's, he's not the answer to Even everything. I agree they they're better with him. They wouldn't have had an answer him. for Giannis. No, they no. wouldn't have had no answer for Giannis. But they had to, Ben Simmons, and I've been – a fan of Ben Simmons since he got in the league, or even before that. Like, I think the guy can be a great player, an all-time great player. He he has got to get a jump. Like, he is a liability right now. Because the reason Joel Embiid is taking so many threes and out on the post they is because they got to put, uh, what's his name, Simmons in the post so they'll guard him. And then you have to put Embiid out on the three. They had Tobias Harris bringing the ball up in the fourth quarter because I need somebody to be a threat on that pick and roll. Like, Ben is becoming a problem. As great as he is, he's becoming a huge liability. And, and this has them. been Chris's point for a year and a half, and so I will give you credit. The, the problem, though, last night was not Philly's offense. The problem at was, the end, it was. At, well, they, allowed, they had two turnovers in the last two minutes. Yes, but, it, but what predicated that was they allowed 46 fourth-quarter points. The, and this is where, to me, Philly's the most disappointing because we knew at the All-Star break that, that Ben Simmons didn't have a jump shot. We knew maybe a month into the season that whatever he did this summer, he didn't spend his time wisely. They, should be, they shouldn't be a top-10 defense. With this personnel, they should be a top-3 or 4 defense. And that, to me, is this pointing thing about Philly. I want to respond to the one thing you said about the LeBron thing quickly for a moment versus Giannis. I believe Giannis is going to be the best player in the world. I also agree with what Chris said in the beginning. That is a title that is typically earned in the postseason. Steph, if it was earned in the regular season, Steph would have been the best player in the world for a couple years. Well, he but was viewed. He was close. People that wouldn't give him the best player in the world just because of the defense but, and all that. But no, but they. He would. He he became the face of the league. For he a became year and the face of the league. And if they had finished off the up 3-1, 73 win, yeah. 73 win team, he would have been considered the best player in the world. So it is tough for me to get a title that a guy had for over a decade to give it to somebody in April rather than June. 
But LeBron's not going to go into next season as the consensus best player in the league for the first time in a decade. He's going to have to go earn that back. So I, I, it's not quite the echo of it the way you phrased it, C, but I just don't think you can officially earn that title in April. You can be league MVP, but you can't take that title. Nick, we got our own show. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Next, Skip and Shannon break down why the Warriors fans will never love KD like they love Steph Curry. Uh, what is your response to KD? I'm at a loss for words. No, you? I'm at a loss for words. That never happened? But you know what, Skip? <clears throat> KD, normally I would jump in your ass with both feet. Uh-oh. Because I don't like being called ignorant. Nah, I would think but so. I'm, but I'm, I'm going to let it slide. I'm going to let it slide. I, I, I'm going to see you, and we'll have a conversation, and we'll talk like civilized long, young men. Because I don't like to be called ignorant. I appreciate that. KD took what I said as a slight. All I say, I didn't say the Bay Area fans hate KD. No. Nope. I didn't say Steph Curry is better than KD. May I point out? Yes. You just spoke the truth. That's just what happened. That, that's just it. It's the same you know? skill. LeBron James can win three MVPs. Same. He's not going to be no. beloved like Kobe. No. no. Kobe grew here. Kobe spent 20 years here. Mm -hmm. KD, that's just the way it works. I didn't it's say just... anything. I didn't. It's not a negative. Not only did the Warrior fans grow up with Steph, but his kids grew up before they were yes. like his kids are like part Everybody of Everybody remember of... Riley going to the podium every night sitting on a dad's lap. Yeah. Correct. And he took what I said as a slight to him somehow. It doesn't skip. It doesn't diminish KD as a player. I didn't say he was trash. I didn't say he was terrible. I didn't even question his decision. I said maybe I wouldn't have done the decision. But just because I wouldn't do something doesn't mean KD was wrong. I'm trying to see what did I say that was so bad that what KD would say what I said was ignorant. All I'm saying, you're not going to be beloved. Yes, they love you, but not like Steph. They love LeBron in Miami, but not like D. Wade. True. So I, I just, I, and when uh, um, one of the guys sent it to me, did you see this? And I'm looking, I'm like, see what? And so I had to go all the way to skip my so I'm just, all I saw, yeah, I know what I said. And I'm like, I texted him back. I was like, see what? Well, when you said it, you just stated a fact. Yes. I didn't even think twice. So about skip, it. I'm looking at, I'm like, see what? Because I didn't see what KD. And I'm like, right on it. KD responded to what you said. And I looked, and I'm like, okay, I see easy money. I'm like, ignorance? I'm like, but, you know, it's, it's, all, it's all good, KD. Hey, bro, number love. But I, I'll, I'll see you around in L.A. You and I will have a conversation. And if there's something ever I say that you don't agree with, hey, you got, yeah, you can get to me. He can. He can get to me. He can get to anybody. Yeah. I've had my issues with Kevin. What have I told you about Kevin Durant? Thinnest skin superstar, even beyond Aaron Rodgers' thin skin. <laughs> okay? So this happens regularly right. that, that he gets sideways with somebody over something that shouldn't matter or that is just completely inaccurate. Right. I told you back in whatever year that was, 2013, he just went off on me one night for criticizing Russell Westbrook for taking more shots than my favorite player, Kevin Durant. And he said, how dare you take on my teammate like that? You don't know, you don't know basketball. You're ignorant. You don't, you don't know basketball. Right. So wait a second. I'm defending you against Russell, and you say, I don't know what I'm talking about. And then you ended up leaving in large part because Russell is going to take more shots. Right. Okay? Hmm. So what? I don't get it. Well, I don't get this one either. But now we get to the bigger picture. 
this is just the kind of little big thing that can stick in his craw and make him decide, okay, well, then I won't come to the Lakers. You know, this, this is, <laughs> seriously, okay? This is the kind of thing, okay, because he does watch our show. I know that for a fact. And he might just say, well, I, I don't want to give Shannon Sharp what he wants. He wants me to come to the Lakers and help save LeBron, or that's what Kevin would, would take it as, okay? So have you done yourself in is the question. Maybe, maybe he will remember this. Skip, I'll skip. You didn't mean to. No, it's not like you took a shot at him. But fans have an attachment yep. to players that they start do. there. Skip, look, I helped the Ravens win a Super Bowl. I'm never going to be beloved like Ray, like Jonathan Ogden, like Ed Reed, like Suggs. Skip, I understand that because they started there. Yeah. You're a Bronco. Yes. That's interesting, though. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I, un I understand that. Mm -hmm. And it's okay. KD, this doesn't diminish you. I believe KD universally is one of the two best players. Whether LeBron is one, and maybe he, LeBron is slide to three or four. Okay, just for this argument, say KD is the best player. All I'm saying is that the fans and how they view players, they have a greater love and an appreciation for guys that started it with their organization sure. and brought it up. They won KD, they won a title before you got there. So Steph is their guy. The little cute, cuddly, the, the, you know, baby face assassin is what baby they call it. Assassin. Yep. And so for you to get upset about something that I said, I didn't say you were bum. I didn't say mm. you were trash. I didn't say Golden State fans hate you. <laughs> I'm just saying that the love that they have, and they love you, KD, absolutely. But the love they have for Steph is great. That's okay. Okay, so here's the other truth. Kevin Durant was the biggest reason that Golden State won the last two titles. Yes. Okay, we all yeah. we yes. all agree on that, yes. right? And in his heart of hearts, that's what he's thinking right here, right, right. now. Wait a second. I'm the guy. Right. I'm the two-time back-to-back yes. -back finals yes. MVP. So is it possible? Let, let's just do the hypothetical, and this will be a real long shot. Let's say Golden State wins the next two championships, and Kevin is, again, MVP two more times, so he'd be – Four championships in a row with four MVPs, mm -hmm. it would start to be Jordan-esque, right? right? Yeah. Okay. Would that do it? For would would he then eclipse Steph in popularity in the Bay Area? Probably not. Probably not. Skip. It would help a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just don't. I just don't see it because Steph was there from the beginning. You came in ten years in. Steph was here when we were struggling, wasn't making the playoffs. So and they, they lived and died because it looked like with Steph, it looked like his career was going to be derailed by his ankles. ankles. Both of them. And, and some people view KD like, hold mm -hmm. on, you jumped on the train when the train was already moving. Yep. Steph got here, the train wasn't even out the lot. Mm -mm. Didn't even leave the station yet. Mm -mm. And it started going. And so, but it's okay. It's like I said, I'm sure at some point in time, I'm out all of, you know, I don't know, I'm not out much, but I'll bump in this. The KD, and I'm just going to talk to him like, bro, I just don't mm. appreciate you calling me ignorant. I don't really, I didn't feel I was being disrespectful. I would never be disrespectful. I try to be very respectful mm. uh, about anybody I talk about. Mm. But I always try to be truthful, Skip. Mm -hmm. And so, like I said, I'll see him out and I'll talk to him. And, uh, you know, like I said, I don't like being called ignorant. And if there's something that I said, you can know, you can get in touch with me and say, hey, DM me. Mm. Oh, bro, I know how to get in touch with me. I mean, you know people how to get in touch with me, KD. If you got a anytime somebody got a problem with anything that I say, just reach out, bro. Okay. Well, in the big picture, I don't think Kevin loves confrontations, a la Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. So I don't think he will seek out a conf not or even sort of a face to face right. with you because that's not his mo. I think heart of hearts, he's more lover than fighter. Yeah. You can be the other way around. No, nah, Skip. I just, I just, I just like I said, Skip. I don't. 
there, there's a lot of things I don't like. Being called ignorant is, mm -hmm. is one of the things I don't like. Well, I got you. And I don't understand. And, and he just... It hit to, me wrong, too. It's like, you it, just dismissed all that as ignorance? Right. And I just I just need him to explain where he's... I mean, he, because, didn't, he didn't exactly call you ignorant. He right. just said what you said it, was ignorance. Right. But whatever. So I just need to, you know, okay. explain to me. Because, like, I, try, I tried to explain to him why I said what, he, what I said. Steph was there. You came in. Mm -hmm. They still love you, but not like... And I tried to give him examples. Kobe, uh, 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 Kobe in L.A., LeBron coming to L.A. He can win two titles. He's not going to be loved like Kobe. Mm -hmm. He's not going to be uh, loved like Magic. D. Wade in Miami. Well, why do you think Kyrie left Cleveland? Because he knew, like, like he was there before LeBron. Right. And he was the guy before LeBron, and they were going nowhere slowly, right? Right. right. And then he hits the shot of shots, and they win the championship. Who's the guy? Well, it's going to be LeBron. And, and thing is, Skip, he hit the shot. But it's the block. People talk just as much about the block as they do the shot. Now Rick Buecher joins the Lock It In crew to break down the playoff odds. Welcome back to Lock It In. I'm Rachel. I'm joined by Todd Furman, Clay Travis Cunsell. I want to welcome in pro basketball expert, Bleacher Report senior reporter Rick Buecher to the VIP room. Thank you so much for joining us, Rick. My pleasure. Uh, uh, that sounded like Toby Charles there for a second. Oh, well done. Okay, uh, let's start in the West. The Warriors trounced the Nuggets last night, 116-102. to 102. Now, we're used to the Warriors winning around 65 to 70 games each year, but this year they've only won 53, which has raised a lot of questions. Like, do they even care? Rick, do the Warriors squash... Did they squash any of your concerns after their performance last night? Not at all. They have had the Denver Nuggets number all season long, and it's a bad matchup. And I said at the beginning of the year, if you followed my Twitter feed, mm -hmm. with these, the over-under set at 63-and-a-half for wins for the Warriors to go hard with the under because Ooh. they had neither the motivation nor the ability to go chase uh, another 65, 67, 70-win season. So... Ultimately, what I look at is not the records or the offense, but I look at their defense. They are a mediocre defensive team. They've been a mediocre defensive team all year long. And I know the standard line is when it comes to the playoffs, they'll flip the switch and they'll get back to being what they've been in the past. But they haven't had any of those statement games where they demonstrate that. And to me, it is a result of Andre Iguodala, Draymond Green, some of their best defenders, physically are simply not the same as they were. You haven't heard a whole lot about that lineup of death lately. There's a reason, because it does not lo no longer exist. Ooh, all right. Uh, by the way, you're already better at betting the NBA than our pal Sal here. Uh, what about you, Sal? Do you have any concerns about it, the Warriors in the playoffs? No, I'm better because I'm staying away from it. I'm better than everybody. But I would say this. No, I don't know. Look, a regular season, they were a mess. They, it wasn't long ago they lost to the Suns at home. They lost to Dallas by 35. So I don't care about them. I hate to be cliche. They will flip the switch in the playoffs. But I don't like this regular season team. I don't like what they're doing. They mm -hmm. sit two of their four superstars. It's not fair to the season ticket holders, which I am not one of. But it's not fair. <laughs> Fighting for the people. I appreciate that. Uh, all right, staying in the West, which Western Conference will give the Warriors the most difficulty in the playoffs? Rick, what do you think? About a month, six weeks ago, I would have said the Oklahoma City Thunder. Okay. Simply because if you're going to beat the Warriors, you can't play their, their style. You can't play small ball. They're the best at it. Mm -hmm. They are the modern-day Memphis Grizzlies in that they play big, they play physical, they have a long athletic team, and that's sort of the formula that, you, that they need uh, to, to beat the Warriors. I also like, when it comes to the playoffs, if we're going to say that teams can flip switches, I'm going to say that the Oklahoma City Thunder can do it as well as the Golden State Warriors can. 
And when you have a Paul George and you have a Russ Westbrook, when you have superstars, when you have experience, that gives you the opportunity. Ultimately, I'm not sure I see any team in the West being able to knock them off, but I see all of them taking a piece out of them that leaves them vulnerable before they get to the finish line. Okay, uh, Todd, which Western Conference teams will give Golden State the most problems? Well, Rick made a compelling case for Oklahoma City, but I'll take the low-hanging fruit for a team that had him on the brink of elimination a season ago. If Chris Paul was healthy, I think the Rockets get to the NBA Finals as the Western Conference representative. This year, I look at what Harden can do, Clint Capella, Chris Paul, and they're getting secondary scoring. They're committing defensively. I think the Rockets are going to take them to seven games. It would not be Ooh. stunned if they were able to pull off the upset. The only reason that I temper my expectations is because Clay has a futures ticket on both the Warriors and the Rockets, <laughs> so there's a chance neither of those teams come out of the West. Ah, very true. Uh, assuming the Warriors return to the finals for the fourth straight season, which Eastern Conference team would present them with the biggest matchup problem? Rick, what do you think? It has to be the Boston Celtics, what? and I'm, I'm not going to be a prisoner of about a month ago when I saw them absolutely beat the brakes off of the Warriors mm -hmm. at Oracle Arena. But when I look at the composition of that team, they can play small, and they can play competitively small against the Warriors. They can also play big. They have physicality. They are a very, very good defensive team. They have a load of experience with guys that all went to the conference finals last year. And they, uh, they have a great A first-hand uh, coach. So when you put all of that together, to me, they comprise the best combination that can take the Warriors down. All right. Uh, Clay, what do you think? Do you agree? Uh, I think the Celtics have the talent to be able to score with the Warriors, but the problem is I don't think anyone in the Eastern Conference can actually give the Warriors a run at all. And when you really break it down, I think that's even more true when you look at the way DeMarcus Cousins is playing. He's rounding into shape as he comes off of that injury. He was the best player the Warriors had on the court last night from a statistical measure. And I like their addition of Andrew Bogut because it gives them the opportunity to say, screw it, we don't need to score more points right now. We just need a big physical presence inside, try to grab rebounds, make shots more difficult. I think the Warriors, in, in having that ability to kind of go dual there, have strengthened their team pretty substantially coming down the stretch. To, to me, the Bogut addition tells you that this is a red flag that the Warriors are going to Australia to get a guy that they kicked to the curb two years ago. Oh, don't to, make her do that accent again. To fill <laughs> What accent, <laughs> what, what are you talking about? It's, it, it is, that to me is a signal that they know that they are not complete. DeMarcus Cousins at the offensive end of the floor, yes, I like what he's doing. Defensively, he's not ready to play in the postseason. He's never played in the postseason. That's why they went and got Bogut. And, the idea that Bogut is going to come in and is going to be, be able to solve all their problems defensively, I think it's a signal that the Warriors know as well as I do that, that things are not right and that they are going to be challenged to be able to compete at the level defensively that they need to to win another championship. All right, we know that James Harden and Giannis Antetokounmpo have been on a roll this season, but Rick, if you had to pick the NBA MVP, who are you taking? I just, I just finished writing a story about this and talking to players around the league because I was curious as to what their pick would be, and it was James Harden in a landslide. Yeah. And I, oh. I know yeah. at this point what we do is, <laughs> all of us, we start to like, look at wind shares. And by the way, I think if you're into wind shares that uh, James Harden just passed Giannis Antetokounmpo when it comes to that. Uh, both of them are doing historic things when it comes to statistics. And is Giannis a better two-way player? Yes. But when it comes to the guy that uh, impresses players the most, 
that scares them the most with the ball in his hands and the game on the line, or quite frankly, at any time during the game, it is far and away James Harden. The belief is that Giannis still has some limitations, and I believe it's going to be an Achilles heel for the Milwaukee Bucks. I don't know where you guys have them going in the playoffs, but I don't like them getting to the conference finals because I think there's a way to game plan to make the game difficult for Giannis, and if you make the game difficult for Giannis, you're going to make the game difficult for the Milwaukee Bucks. Ooh, all right, I agree with you. I like James Harden too. Clay, who are you going with? Uh, I would go with Giannis. I love the analysis there, though. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be Giannis because if you look at what they do when they give away the MVP, they want new storylines, writers. Giannis is the new hot young player, sure. 24 years old. I think they want a new storyline. So I think while Harden may well be the guy that everybody's most afraid of, I think Giannis is the guy that people are most impressed by. Yeah, thanks, Rick. You are easily the smartest of this bunch. Coming up next, the guys will tell you if it is a good bet to take both underdogs to make it to the national championship game. Stick around. Following, Brian Scalabrini joins Christine Leahy to talk about the NBA's change and his relationship with the Boston Big Three. Christine Leahy here with the White Mamba, the Ginger Ninja, Veal Scalabrini. Veal Scalapini. Scalapini, yeah. also known as just Scal. Brian Scalabrini, what is the Scalapini one? I don't know that. So when I first got to the league, you know, like one of the coaches said, I, I used to hack people, veal chop, so then veal chops turned into veal scalapini, scalabrini. Oh. oh. Sorry, it's not my favorite. Yeah, no. White I, Mamba. White Mamba's good. Ginger. This was Gin long Ginger a, Ninja. Yeah, so not ginger, oh, ginger. Okay, Ginger you know, Ninja. You def definitely got to get that right, Okay. Right? So Ginger Ninja is pretty good. <laughs> Vanilla Godzilla. I mean, oh, Vanilla Godzilla is good. Yeah, that's a good one. There's okay. some good ones. But overall, of all the nicknames, White Mamba is yeah, the best. Yeah, White Mamba for sure. Okay, um, back to basketball. What did you think of the dynamics between KG, Paul, Ray, maybe even throw Rondo in yes. there? Yes. So right from the start, Garnett was unbelievable. Yeah. Like, he walked into a room, it changed everything. Walk into the weight room, the locker room, on the floor. He just brought a presence to him that I, I can't explain. You just have to, you have to like play so hard in practice. You have to be attention, pay attention mm -hmm. to detail and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I, and that's the reason why we won. And that's how the stars were. I think back in the day, if you think about the like Magic is like that, Bird was like yeah. that, Jordan's like that. You know, Garnett, Tim Duncan, like you yeah. just go on and on. I don't know like how the stars are now. They're a little bit different. Like Kawhi Leonard, KD. Yeah, they're I, not as. I would describe. KG is like gritty. Oh yeah. Gritty, yeah. and I don't think guys today are like that. But but they have a he has a presence. A guy who I think has a big presence during my coaching stint with Golden State was Steph Curry. He has like huh. a presence around him. Okay. Like that, not as much. wasn't wasn't like like KG, but he's such a worker. And he, yeah, and he, he's a and star. He, he's yeah, a star. he's like a real star, yeah. and he's like, and you can. I don't know if people look at him. I know I would and I, I get like a lot of people, like fans do. I don't know if a lot of players look at him and say like, I want to be like Steph, but I do think in the future, fans, like players coming up will be like, man, I want to, if I can have a career like Steph, I would want to do that. Sure. Who are you closest to out of the big three? I don't even know. On the, of the big three? Yeah, of the big three. At mm, the time. I would say Ray. Really? But I, not, not as much anymore. But I just saw oh, Garnett oh, the oh, other day. Oh, not as much anymore, why not? I mean, it's, I mean, because it's, we're all older, he went a different direction, you know, stuff like that. Not yeah. like... I know you. I can read it all over your face. No, that's I, the truth. No, it's not like that. I, I, don't, I don't have a problem with what he said or any of that. There was some... What are you talking about specifically? Truth to his book. 
Okay. There was some truth to that. Which part specifically are you referring well, I, to? Well, I think the, the truth to it was that that all that was his perspective, uh -huh. not the team's perspective. Like I see what he was looking at. But for those of people who haven't read the book and don't know exactly, talking what about we're Rondo, about. talking about like Garnett, his relationship with Doc, you know, the, what what should have happened on yeah. that team. It was negative about them. But it was only because it was through his eyes. Like I was there. There's some truth to what he's saying, but you you always got to be careful when you're talking about a team or talking about an individual how it looks through your eyes. Of course. It's like you have to, if you, like a person should really step back and say, well, how was it from a team perspective? Right. Because that's hard for people. And, and you know, like Ray's a great player. And so, of course, he sees things a little bit differently through his own eyes than like a Rondo. If you ask Rondo and Ray what well, of happened. Of course it's going to be same... different, but I don't think that Rondo, because listen, I was around that, during that time too. I saw it all. But I don't think that Rondo would talk badly about the rest of his teammates. I don't Never. think KG would do that. I don't think Paul would do that. Never. Do you think that that bridge can ever be mended between all of them? It should be. It should be. We're all adults now. Like, you know, like, I, maybe it could have. Mm -hmm. Think about it. Like, maybe there was a, a problem before the book. But maybe the book is the one thing that people aren't going to get over. And I don't know if, if Rondo read the book. Mm -hmm. I don't. But if he read the book, he would see that it's a lot different than what the, the way it came out. Yeah. He also praised Rondo for being a basketball savant. He is. And he is one of the smartest. I know. I, I not one of them. He's the smartest player I've ever been around. And, and, it's and one Ray, of the biggest misconceptions about Rondo. People right, just think 100%. he's a jerk, but he's actually just super, super smart. Yeah, he's like another, like beautiful mind yes. smart, and he would be a, a great coach one day. Yeah. And he's just on another level as far as, and I don't know how he got that way. He's just, it's, to be elite at anything when you're talking about the elite of the elite already, like I've been around coaches my whole life. Uh -huh. I've been around smart people my whole life that play basketball, and they know the game. He's on another level than even those guys. Are you surprised that him and LeBron are getting along? Because I'll be honest no. with you. Okay. The, LeBron. Why? Because LeBron, as great as he is, he wants to be together with somebody. Okay. Not, I'm on this pedestal sure. and the rest of you guys. So he's going to respect people that go at him. He's going to respect Lance Stevenson. Yeah. He's going to respect Rajon Rondo. He's going to respect people that don't treat him like the king. He... In a, in a way, he he knows that he's the king. He knows who he is. But he likes when guys have that edge and are like, come on, man, let's go. Or hold, hold him accountable. Finally, Skip and Shannon give their reasons on who the better player is between Giannis and Joel Embiid. Are you going with Giannis or Embiid? Well, these are two great choices, but I think I'm going to lean towards Giannis, Skip, okay. for the simple fact Joel Embiid's size and his injury history. Uh, he missed his first two years in the league, and, you know, yeah. it's hard for him to play these back-to-back -back nights. Uh, they've been had him, have him, having him on a load management schedule. Yeah. But when I look at Giannis and what he did last night, Skip, if I'm not mistaken, he probably sold up the MVP with that performance last night. Could have. Um, so. James Harden's been unbelievable. And I still uh, like James Harden for the MVP. But watching Giannis, watching that ball game, he was special. He was special. And down the stretch, he was even better than he was in the beginning of the game. Um, here's the guys, 27, 12, 6, 2, and 2. He's playing both ends of the court. You're talking he, about for the year. For the year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Giannis, Giannis, he might be skipped. You know, when we talk about the, these two-way players, we always throw Kawhi, we throw uh, uh, Paul George out there. 
he, he's in that category now. He might, he might be – I don't know if he's the on-ball defender that Kawhi and, and Paul George is, but his defensive problems around the rim. He blocked Joel Embiid four times last night. A couple he, of them were from the side. Right. You know, like, but he yeah, blocked that dunk. He blocked that he dunk. And I, I think he fooled him on that. <laughs> well, wasn't quite ready for that. And the thing is, he's he's shooting 31% from the All-Star break. That's up. Skip, but if he can get his three-point shot, if he can knock it down at about a 35% rate, I don't know how you stop him. Because the guy can take two dribbles well, from he, half court. He's not there yet. Yeah, but he, Skip, he, he made enough of them. And now he's getting good from the free throw line, 16 to 21, Skip. Mm -hmm. So how do you stop him? I mean, he was uh, 45, 15. What do you have? 45, 45, 13, and six mm -hmm. with five blocks mm. and zero turnovers? Mm. Oh, my God, Skip. I don't, I don't know what you do with that. Mm. <laughs> I know what I did with it last night. How about 34, 13, and 13 from Joel Embiid? And took that L. 13 assists? And guess who came to my That's restaurant? That's like Wilt-like. Guess who it? came to my restaurant? Uh, well. <laughs> it was back open? Yeah, yeah, right. No, just temporarily. Only Giannis oh, came in. Only Giannis. Good to know. What was most special to me last night was just having the privilege of watching these two go at it because it was big time. And they were going at it. They were going <laughs> at it, and I know it's just late season and it doesn't matter that much. But that was a game. But, but this was a game. Mm -hmm. These were the two new beasts of the East. Yes. And they were saying, can you top this? Yes, I can top this. Can you top that? And they went back and forth and back and forth. And I do think Joel ran out of gas a little bit because, to your injury point, he had missed 12 of the last 20 games. So he'd just come back from missing the last three. So you got to give him a little bit of break because I just don't know how his shape and his wind is right. at this point, right? And sometimes, Skip, what also concerns me about him, he falls in love with the three. Mm. He took nine again last night. He is making 32% for his career, which is – not terrible. Yeah, the dude's seven one seven two three hundred. Get on the block. Okay, so I've said this from the start, and I'm sticking with it. I am taking Joel Embiid for the long haul, and I'll tell you why. And again, if you get me on the injury, you get me on the injury. I and I don't know. They have babied him and tried to protect him, and they're doing okay with it. And remember, he's only played three seasons now. Giannis has played six years. Yes. Okay, so. You got me on experience. But if I look at what's happened so far between these two statistically, Embiid is, is not a good free throw shooter. He's a really good free throw yeah. shooter. So mm -hmm. he's a little better free throw shooter. It's now uh, it's 79 to 74 for their career. He, Joel is 81% this year. We'll mm -hmm. see. LeBron is 66. Skip, this is not a LeBron know, topic. 66, and, and the big fellas make it 81% of his free throws. If we're looking at three-point, Embiid is clearly the better three-point shooter so far. Rebounds, Joel Embiid is a better rebounder. Block shots. He just blocks more shots than, than Giannis does. He just does. A career blocks. He's right up at two. It's 1.9 to 1.3, and that's a big gap. 27. Okay. 12 and a half. Okay. And six. I, I got that's you. That's what he I got you. Year. But listen, Joel Embiid for his size and strength. Oh, yeah. He, as a mid-range lane jump shooter, he made a couple last night, like fall-away jump shots from eight or nine feet. That's where, my point. Okay, but but I'd say, how can you do that at your size with that kind of touch and follow-through? Oh, he's and feel? A, a, unbelievable. He's unbelievable. He might be the closest thing. He's bigger than Elijah Wan, but his footwork reminds okay. you a lot of Elijah Wan. Now I'm going to the intangibles. There's something about Giannis I don't love. Like, he's not quite sure of himself. It's all, like, new to him. Do I belong in America? He's talked about... Can I be the face of American basketball? Yep, I still that? got that. Okay. I still get the he vibe. He will be the face. 
Hey. But he's going to be the MVP. Okay, well, that's fine. But give me Joel Embiid's confidence. You like he has swag. supreme swagger. <laughs> he is not a good, he is a great trash talker, and he took pleasure and he took credit after the game for getting a little bled so ejected because he just got under his skin. <laughs> and he said, that's the second time I've got the best player on the other, not the best player, but one of the best players, get, get him ejected. So he loved it. And, and Bledsoe went off, man. He just lost it. But that's not a good yeah. thing, Joel Embiid. You got Bledsoe ejected, and y'all still took the L. Okay. And they had no Miritich. And they had no Brogdon. They don't so what Brogdon. you have, what you think is going to happen if they get them in the playoff? And again, Giannis put that thing mm-hmm. on, uh, on Ben Simmons. Because mm-hmm. you remember last... talking about Ben Simmons. You remember last not- time? You remember what happened last time? He told me he dunked on him. So he was soft. Soft! He didn't want none of me. Two years ago, I had a Philly insider, a Sixers insider, tell me that the organization believes that long-term Ben Simmons will be better than Joel Embiid. Wrong. No, yeah, wrong. Nope, nope. Joel is made of the right stuff, tough yeah. stuff, backbone stuff. He's got basketball, hardcore intangibles. He is not afraid, and I don't know what Ben you Simmons is. You, know, you, can't, you can't stop. I mean, you say I'm one 300 pounds. Uh-huh. And can got post move. He can, like you say, he can shoot the middle of mid range. Mm-hmm. He does have three point range, although I believe he falls in love with it too much. He can knock down eighty percent of his free throws. Oh, fundamentally, I mean, he has no. He, and he plays both ends. Yep. And he's probably the last of the true, true big. He's he, a true five. He is true. He's a true five. All the other stretches. Okay, so now we find out because Giannis has not distinguished himself in the postseason yet oh, he's either. And he's twenty four. He's not that little skinny teenager from okay. Greece. From Greece, well, he's not that anymore. Okay. Well, Joel Embiid is just entering his third year of the playoffs, so let's see what happens okay. because it's time for him to rise and shine. And again, let's see what who takes over in the postseason. I'm I'm going to give Joel a better shot. Let's give that. Uh, well, here's the thing. The Bucks have far much more talent. I mean, Jimmy now, Jimmy didn't play, so it's going to be very interesting because they had Joel Embiid trying to guard Giannis, and he was just back in the lane, mm-hmm. kind of like they do Trey Jones or Duke. Skip, remember they they like up under the basket, like you can't make that. Yeah. So it'll be very interesting. So he'll probably Jimmy Butler probably would guard Giannis. Okay. Uh, uh, if they were to meet in the playoffs. Okay. I, but I can't. Uh, you. That, that's a fair point, but Mike Scott did play, and he put up like he had his career game, and that didn't even do it. So, no. but again, will Jimmy Butler help in the post? Yes, he will. Yeah. If anything, right. that game was just made you excited for what's uh, to come, right? But Skip, uh. you you can't, you can't look. Ben Simmons put up five shots. Ben Simmons had six points. What you gonna do? Come on now, you you got to get more than that out of him. JJ Reddick gave you twenty nine. Uh, uh, Joel and uh, Joel and B gave you mm-hmm. thirty four. Mike Scott gave you twenty two. Okay, Tobias had an off night. They only gave you 13. But you got to get more points than Ben Simmons than okay, this. He did have 13 assists, so you got to give him that. I need no, no score. I need to put mm. the ball in the basket. Mm. I'm Giannis not sure has that's played over 300 more games, though, Ooh. than Joel. Ooh. 300. Wow. And he's younger. Huh. And he's just a little younger. In 24, he's, he's, and he's, he I don't know, Skip. He must be a slow learner. I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> don't do that, Skip. Don't do that. Huh. I don't know, Skip. It's taking a long time. I might have found my LeBron replacement. I might have found my relationship. I might have found him. Really? I don't know. I'm gonna be watching the playoffs real closely. The new king of the East? He might be the new king of the NBA. Can we give him Prince? He might be. <laughs> look, I got to start looking for guys because I LeBron, realize you know, that. I, I, I see that. I think we just found our new guy, didn't we? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Hey, you yeah. need to get a little bit more swag. Huh. A little more swag. Like LeBron, you know, LeBron got that swag. Okay. 
Thank you for listening to the Hoops on Fox podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review letting us know what you think of the show.